are you? This seems like a different recording uh, situation. No, it's my it's 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 my room. I just um, I just have my shelf behind me. Okay, I recall seeing a bunch of sneakers previously. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I moved them uh, in, into a closet room now. Oh, growing up just, a little. Yeah, huh? I just felt like you know, it's time to let people know that I pretend to read. Yeah. Yeah, I I have books and movies. <laughs> yeah, I have I'm a culture you know person. You know what actually happened? Because they put me on these couple of these like Asian like Heritage Month panels, and like mm-hmm. I had to do this like diversity panel last month, and yeah. like usually when I do my zooms, I just go virtual background, whatever, right? Because I'm just with friends. Um, then I was like, man, do I really want to be the guy with just sneakers in the background? Like I might as well just put a cause figure in the back at that point, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that. Is that playing into a stereotype too much, like Asian guy liking sneakers, or were were you just more like, were you conscious? Honestly, it was one of those things where like I felt like a lot of people that I was talking to like didn't know, like don't know who I am, and I feel like I don't want to give them a reason to not take me seriously. Oh right, you want to make a good first impression? Yeah. Yo, I I read. Check yeah, little do books. they know this is actually the shelf of books that I haven't read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the books that I have read, I just have it piled like by by my bed, like on the floor. But they don't know. You can say, "Oh yeah, I'm about to read all these. This is my uh, my shelf for <laughs> yeah. unread." Books. And I was like, "Oh shoot, let's have some Criterion DVDs over here, like I'm yeah. some you know cultured <laughs> motherfucker." Yeah, yeah. watch Yo, those twelve years ago. Yeah, I got the. I got the director's notes on the Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, Wes Anderson, the original mood board, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, for real. Low-key, I steal his pal- color palettes all the time. Oh, shoot. Is is this part of the pod right now? What's going on, man? Because yeah, when, when are we getting into the Atlanta Hawks, man? I, I know this is what you're here for. We're jumping right in. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I do want to say... I. Uh, I had a homie that hit me up the other day. It was like, yo, where do you get your color inspo from? And I was like, I didn't say, but I'm saying it now. Like, I just jack them from Wes Anderson movie stills. Oh, shoot. Like, well, everybody like, has their own uh, inspo, right? Yeah. No, 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 no idea is original. Right, exactly. He got it from somewhere else, I'm sure. But it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll take a screen grab of like a cool scene in a Wes Anderson movie. And sure. I'll start picking colors. Shoot, so so that's kind of a little behind the scenes peek at at, at your your inspo vibe. process. For sure, for sure, for sure. Damn, that's. But sick. yeah, dude, the Hawks <clears throat> won a playoff game in New York and sent them home quiet. Sent yeah. the building home quiet. Sent sent Tracy Morgan, sent and Spike Lee home quiet. John Stewart. Yeah, listen, I think that was like the best of best of both worlds, um, in terms of especially for you. In terms of the Knicks got to like wild out, the Knicks fans got to wild out for like forty-seven minutes. Yeah, and and you know just basketball is back at, at Madison Square Garden. I know you hate that stuff, but um, but <laughs> but then the Hawks also got the win, and Trey Trey became a villain in Game One, which is awesome because I feel like everybody obviously knows Trey. But yeah. until you get to the playoffs, it's like all right, he's gonna get to the playoffs and and shoot three for twenty. You know, Tibbs, Tibbs is going to shut them down. That's what they wanted. That's what the people wanted to see. Yeah. Like that, they wanted and, to be right about Trey Young being a yep, bust. Yep. And that was the narrative, right? Like going yeah. into this series, like, oh, the Knicks are going to shut down Trey. Trey's going to have a tough series. And for him to come out and do that in, in game one and the way yeah. that he did it and the way he addressed the crowd. Oh, uh, with the man, sh- man yeah, I love cool. it, man. I love it when he did the thing because he's too, he's ice cold. Yeah. <laughs> He has I a lot of it. like he has a lot of funny moves, but like the the kids love it. The kids love to see it. Um, yeah, I mean, I hate I hated that our first game had to be in such a hostile environment. But I'll, now that I know that we can win in there, and they're they're not they're not rattled by it. I mean, mm-hmm. shouts to Coach Nate McMillan for for getting them in the right headspace to go into that competition. So. Yeah, how are we feeling about Lloyd Pierce, man? Because you know, obviously, I know, I know, we, no, I know, we chatted a little. Shout out Lloyd Pierce, like great human being, great yeah. person in the Atlanta community, all of that. But, but he did I think so much for us. Yeah, uh, we, we chatted a little bit about it after he got fired. I feel like a lot of us 
um, especially you guys in the fan base was was not very happy because a lot of the national media wasn't happy yeah and, and but uh, now how do we feel because Nate's obviously uh, the greatest interim coach of, of all time I mean I wake up every morning and I think to myself first thought not like I gotta brush my teeth or like what am I gonna wear today it's what the hell was Lloyd Pierce doing this whole time Every morning, I'm like, I cannot believe we won again. This is the same squad. But then it all goes back to that Chris Kirshner article in The Athletic about, like, behind the scenes of, like, the Lloyd Pierce stuff. I'm sure you read it. Um, but it just seems like he didn't inspire a lot of confidence in some of the younger players. And- Which really surprised me. I thought, yeah. I thought just, you know, given knowing his personality and just knowing what kind of person Lloyd is, that he would have the respect of the room. Yeah, I would think so, but I think this all started way, 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 way back when in Team USA camp when uh, I think Popovich picked a, a different backup point guard or a different number third, three point guard to continue with camp and sent Trey packing, and I don't think Lloyd stuck up for Trey. He's like, that's my guy. That's the guy on my team. You, you should let, let's do this. Like, I'm the assistant coach here for Team USA. I should speak up and say, like, yo, like, let give Trey the chance, right? And so I think I read recounts of, like, Trey was, like, pretty upset about that plane flight home not being able to continue at USA camp. So, Yeah. No, I, I think the Hawks clearly have a more talented team. Um, I would like to think that, yeah. Clearly. No, I think... I think the Knicks just play like this scrappy way, but I mean, like, what is this? Twenty eleven? We got Tibbs with Taj Gibson out there playing Taj Gibson in crunch time. Yeah, um, and then who are your high scores? Like a guy named Alec Bur- Burks, Burks went off for like yeah. what twenty seven? Like I don't think that's happening again. And you know, DeAndre Hunter is back, right? Like, yeah, he he held it down. Loaded, man. He hit some good shots. Um, Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich man, shots. yo, I love Bogdanovich. Um, yeah. I feel like him kind of emerging towards the end of the year changed changed everything for you guys. Yeah, because he's lethal from three. Also, Bro, even Lou yeah. Will came in and kept you guys in the game. Oh my god! Yeah, you he guys really, don't win without Lou yesterday. For sure, he he was responsible for like nine points straight on his own. So. I think that's a beautiful thing about having Lou on this team is like you actually don't need him to do anything. So yeah. if 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 he's like getting cooked on the defensive end, then he's just got to sit. But but yeah. if he's coming out and giving you guys that, like that's a huge bonus. Uh, where 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 do we stand on the Gallo haircut, bro? Oh man, it's awful. But we were talking, <laughs> we talking. If we go to NBA Finals, everyone's doing the Gallo mohawk. Yeah, I got I got that similar mohawk a, a few years ago during the finals. But when the Raptors made the finals, but it was by accident because I was trying out a new barber, and yeah. I was like, give me a little bit of a, like a faux hawk up top, like nothing crazy. Just so I can style it for two weeks, and he went overboard. By the time he showed me the mirror, it was like Gallo, the back of Gallo's head. You're like, Bruh. he he completely shaved my sides. Looking like an NBA 2K create a player. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> looking like De Niro, man, in Taxi Drivers. Wow. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, if whatever he needs to do to be playoff ready, I guess. Um, I I was overjoyed with the result yesterday. Um, What's really cool is some of my buddies, like OG Hawks bros, we got to get together to watch the game and celebrate and high five and chest bump. Like that was like really fun. It was so yeah, man. fun. It's been it's been missing, man. Like even watching on TV this weekend, just all the, the fans games. being back. Like Phoenix, yeah. you know, obviously Madison Square Garden, all these different places. I really feel like this weekend was when the NBA like actually came back. Yeah, like, the, this officially. whole season, the whole season leading up was kind of like not really a real season. And the players weren't trying. Like the, yeah. I mean, they're trying, but like they're not taking it that seriously. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I know you've got at least your first shot, or maybe you have your second shot now. Um, but I've had my second shot for a month, six weeks now, and so I've started to venture back out into the world. I went. Yeah, to like, you've been golfing, baseball games, all of that stuff, right? Yeah. Baseball games are mask all the way off, 100% capacity. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been to a lot of Braves games, like in the very cheap seats where you just stand around and drink beer in the outfield. And then I I sat in some amazing seats behind home plate the other day yeah. where 
you have access to like full buffet, full, you know, alcohol's free, everything. And like you're sitting right behind Acuna Jr. I was like, I cannot believe this. This is so crazy. Considering that I've spent a year in my house. Yeah, no, um, it's wild because, you know, obviously Canada's, you know, where I'm here right now in Toronto, like we're, we're behind the U.S. In, in terms of the vaccinations, like they're spreading out the first and second dose. Mm-hmm. So I got my first shot like two weeks ago. And right now I'm not scheduled to get my second shot until September. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah, because I know in the U.S. it was like, what, 20 days or something like that or less? It was supposed to be three weeks, but mine was actually four weeks, which yeah. I thought was like, oh, is it bad that I'm waiting a month? But it wasn't. Dang, yeah, September. they spread. They know that. But, 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 but there is hope because like they they that was the original schedule because they had a shortage. Yeah. But now they're getting like millions of doses in. And I think like about I want to say about 50 to 60 percent of the population is like vaccinated, like first shot. So I think it's going to get moved up. I feel like I'm going to get my second shot probably in July. That's good, man. I mean, then you'll start having your your experiences like I'm having. Well, I already and told my dad, like, because he got his first shot. Um, that's a whole other story. I didn't know. I wasn't sure if he was getting his shot. He, he's not anti-vax, but he's one of those Asian parents who's like, yo, I don't believe in medicine. He's not sure about that. Yeah, but he stepped up this time, man. He called me. Re- he's like, yeah, I got my shot. I roasted my mom on that. She was like, ah, in the similar way that your dad probably is, like old Asian Mm -hmm. parents. Like, "Ah, I'm not sure. Like, what if I get really sick? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, mom, you need to stop watching Fox News and go get your shot. Yo, the the WeChat and WhatsApp disinformation that happens amongst like the Asian aunties and stuff. Yeah, it is wild. And like, there's nobody, there's no voice of reason there because they Mm -hmm. they all just they like pile on with their conspiracy theories. So I was like, mom, stop watching Fox News. Go get your damn shot. And she was like, oh, you called me out. Okay. And she did get her <laughs> shot. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, no, so so like even after the first shot, I think I'm waiting. I think I read it's around like the five or six week six week mark when, when it's relatively safe. So like I plan on hitting the, the golf course with, with my dad next month. That's going to be great, just, man. Yeah, just, just to connect again, man. And, Stick some um, dim sum in your golf bag. Oh my God! Yeah, I told you that. Yeah, no, my my dad is the king of either having a some dim sum in his bag, or uh, a Costco hot dog and fries, man. Like, like, <laughs> the fries is a, crazy. It's not like you travel. You world. understand, man? And then he's got like ketchup packets in like the other pocket. Yeah. No, Slow, it's so wild. Slowing up the whole course because he's squeezing out some sauce on. The, on <laughs> Yo, the he fries. really is. But yeah, going back to the um, just like world kind of opening back up, I've been to soccer, basketball, baseball now, and it's cathartic. Like, it's not like I'm cheering because a goal scored. I'm cheering because like I get to be around my friends. and Yeah, you probably don't even, I mean, you care about the wins and losses, but you don't care like that. I don't care like that. I don't care like I used to, that's for sure. Like all the perspective is, wow, the stadium's full and everyone's just happy. Like that's a good vibe. So. Even just going to a, what is it, El- Elliot Street Pub, to, to Elliot get your Street sauce Pub. sandwich, right? Yeah. Like that's like tell me, just, just describe, give me the play by play the first time you walk back in there, bro. Okay, so well, I go back in. Well, I've been twice now. I went back after like the very first Atlanta United match, and it was like a fifty percent capacity game. I think we won, so it was it was a good vibe. Saw a lot of friends, hugged, like that was really cool. Um, Put in an order for sandwich, picked it up like 45 minutes later because it just takes forever to get a sandwich there. Just, there's a sloth in the back making them. Um, but, yo, I went to I went there after the last Atlanta United game. I want to say it was like a week or 10 days ago. And it was it was really packed. Like, I think there was a band playing outside, a lot of people in the streets. Like, you know, the area outside the bar is bigger than the bar itself. So a lot of people in the streets just like hanging out and chatting. And then to actually get a drink or a sandwich, you have to wait in line. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting in line to like go in and this guy comes up and is like, hey, I'm I'm with some ladies, they need to use the restroom. Is it cool if they like skip the line? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And I was like next in line after waiting in line for like forever. And this guy behind me started going, oh yeah, they want to be like, considered equals but they can't wait in line for the bathroom and i was like bro come on man it's not it's it's not that serious right that's how you know yo that's you're officially back bro 
Yeah, you got that guy. out there. You yeah, got that officially guy. out there. Yeah. And then we finally get in, and, and this guy gets in line for the bathroom, too, behind the ladies. And I'm in line for the bar to get a beer. But the you know the bar's really small. So he's in line for the bathroom, but also leaning over with his hand on the bar like he was about to get a beer before me. And I called him out and, like, made I was really loud about it and made him, like, really embarrassed. But I was like, yo, you're not, you're not doing the bathroom line and getting a beer in front of me. Like, you got to pick one, especially after you were on my back, like, for 20 minutes saying all the stuff you were saying. He was really apologetic. But I hated that I had to, like, raise my voice and call somebody out in public. But that is a sign that we're back. No, that's, like, that's normal. You got to get picked on a little bit, you know? Yeah, pe- um, like, people like are that's... people are totally back to like a whole status. Yeah. yeah, is was it weird because like I keep picturing, like even when I'm like in my condo right now, because they still have a limit of like oh two people in an elevator at this at once. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes people obviously don't follow the rules and like you know four people will, will jam themselves in. Was it weird just like first time being like in a crowd, even though obviously you're fully vaccinated, all of that stuff. Yeah, it it was definitely weird. And I got to say, like, I eased into it, right? So I went to, like, a 15% capacity NBA game and, you know, mask on the whole time. You can only pull it down if you're eating or drinking something. And they were really strict about it, which props for being strict about it. Plastic sheeting up all over the arena, like, for any vendors. Everything was touchless. You know, like, it was a very safe environment. So that was, like, Mm -hmm. my first experience back into it. And then I went to like a 50% capacity Braves game outdoors, you know, kind of standing around but not getting too close to anyone. And they're a little bit more lenient about masks up in Cobb County. So <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of like doing it, but then I started like easing back into like, okay, like we're outside. I'm not really close to anyone. I can take the mask down. Yeah. I just imagine like, because I'm just picturing what it's going to be like, kind of just adjusting back. Yeah. And I'm sure... Honestly, I feel like I'm probably just like playing it up a little bit. It's one of those things where I feel like once you get acclimated back, like you're just back after a while. You don't know till you're in it, like right? Mm-hmm. Like you, mm-hmm. you, and it's totally up to you to make a decision on whether or not you want to keep it on, yeah, um, and and how you want to play the rules and like what you're signaling to everyone else. It's like, what am I trying to tell people? Like, if I don't wear a mask, I don't want people to think I'm a Karen. But yeah. You know, if I do wear a mask, I don't want them to think that, like, I'm judging everyone for not wearing a mask. Yeah, you know? that's that's a tricky part, too. And I think the other thing, too, is, like, it's hard because you know, based on the science and the rules, that you're good now in terms yeah. of when you need to or not wear masks. But maybe there are other people, and especially with, like, the, the way the CDC has been, like, giving those mixed messages, being like, oh, just let your mask go, like, mask off, it's all good. I'm sure there are people who are, like, taking advantage of that rule, right? For sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's people that like are not vaccinated that, that are like, oh, it's only a recommendation now. I'm not going to wear my mask. And it's like, well, you're putting yourself at risk at this point. It's on yeah, you. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah, It's on you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the vaccination is readily available. Go get it. I do They're feel vaccinating like... people inside and outside of Mercedes-Benz Stadium before the games. Like, yeah, you can just amazing, walk up man. and get it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I've seen some states do, like, lotteries, too, right? Like, if you mm-hmm. get vaccinated, you, you enter into, like, this million-dollar lottery. And apparently it um, ramped up uh, vaccinations. Like, people No, were like, of it. course it would, right? Um, yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like they should do that more here. Like, we still, we had more, like, anti-mask, like, protests over the weekend. Like, those still haven't gone away. <laughs> and it was what? to the point where Yo. they were blocking one of the vaccination sites, which was, like, really annoying super um, annoying yeah and it's like what what incentive can we give these idiots like like what yeah. pick a different thing pick a different thing to be mad about yeah or like i love the stadium stuff because i feel like uh, i mean unfortunately a lot of these idiots are also sports fans mm, so yeah. the thing is like oh if the, if the if the blue jays are back next season like you can only go in like we're going to set up a vaccination center like outside the, the yeah. sky dome like like you know and all you idiots can only go in if you, if you the have the vaccination sticker and i feel like that would actually push a lot of people to do it yeah i mean sports whatever, man sports or sneakers yeah. the, the great unifier <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man but yeah it's, it's good to be back uh i know i saw at talladega motor speedway in alabama they were 
they were letting people drive around the track in their own car if they oh, went shit. to if they went to get vaccinated there. That's what I'm saying. That's so smart, though, right? Like you're catering to such a specific audience too. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like but... like think about the exact person that would that would want to do that, right? Yeah. It's a they... specific kind of person. It's a dream come true for a lot of folks mm -hmm. to be able to drive mm -hmm. that track. So yeah, I think that would be really cool. I'm kind of like, damn, I should have waited to, because that would be cool for me <laughs> in my Acura. <laughs> no, it's cool, man. Honestly, you know, following obviously a lot of American friends like yourself, like I can tell, like things are things are getting back to normal. Mm -hmm. um, it just makes it so frustrating too, because like we're we're just behind. Yeah, that's so you're experiencing some FOMO. A little bit of FOMO, but like I'm, I'm like super happy whenever I see kind of you posting stuff like at the stadiums and at the arena and mm -hmm. seeing other people as well. Because I do feel like it just reached a point where it's like, all right, we need to get back to, to normal. Like, yeah. like especially because we can now. So like, let's let's get back to normal. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of studies, you know, in throughout the rest of our life on how this affected people at different age groups, you know, and it's yeah, like no, for sure. Mental. Like, it's funny, because I was thinking, like, do you still feel like you're like, would you say it's factually true to say you're still living in a pandemic, even though yeah. you're kind of easing out now? Yeah, for sure. Because you, we're still cautious about certain decisions, you know, yeah. um, I feel like those won't go away ever. Like a lot of those things. Yeah. And it's gross to know that people just never washed their hands before this. You know, so. yeah, I always see those on Twitter. It's like, oh, did you wash your feet today? Like, or I went four days without showering. Is that not normal? I'm like, yeah, it's not normal. <laughs> like, don't broadcast that. That's no, so like, I don't know, man. Like, I stayed with you, you know, when I visited you a couple of years ago. Like, I freaking, yo, I, I get you at least shower. two showers in a day, bro. <laughs> I do. That's one. a minimum. I think that's fine. Yeah. On minimum, yeah. two showers, man. No, I'm a little bit excessive with that. But like, I um, feel like a Greta Thunberg would be judging you for using <laughs> Yeah, for sure. No, but <laughs> no, people, people always broadcast that stuff. And I'm like, well, what's like, I don't know, man. Just stop oversharing. It's wild. Damn. Damn. Yeah. We went to, um, we went to Marcel and had a sit-down dinner. It was fire. Oh, man. It was Damn. so, I Missed mean, that. golly. Like, ordered way too much food, had the best time. But yeah. you'll get that, too. You'll get that soon. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the restaurant industry, the service workers, um, I mean, they should always be treated fairly. But, like, they're going to get some nice tips For sure. on, on this bounce back. What is your first restaurant back once you can go? Oh, man. I haven't even thought. I haven't even, to be like honest. sit I down. Man, I haven't even allowed myself to think of that. But to be honest, I feel like I just kind of want to take my parents and, and go to one of their favorite dim sum spots. That's like, cool. I, I want to be, oh man, I'm just picturing the dim sum spots being socially distanced. There's no <laughs> it's way. It's like half the tables. It's, it's not possible. It's not possible. <laughs> They're going to have to pipe in noise like at the arenas. You know how it's always so loud at dim sum? Yeah, all the aunties talking loud yeah. as hell. No, it's going to be piped in because it's like socially distanced. <laughs> you know Honestly, how they, just... <laughs> you know how NBA games, they were doing like the crowd warming, like with the like different <laughs> noise buttons? They're going to be That's doing that. They're gonna be doing that with like. No, I just, I just miss like having like you know the the ladies who bring the carts like completely ignore me, and then I've got to run two aisles to like track them down, <laughs> or like waiting for like my chicken feet, you know, for for two hours, and it never comes out until we get the bill. It's probably one of those things. To be honest, like, you know, I like to do a lot of like solo things as well in yeah. terms of like going to a movie, or like I just like sometimes going to grab lunch by myself and like you know bringing a book or magazine to read. Oh I, man, I just, solo lunches are fun. I love that. Yeah, you know, I get so much of like you talk about like inspo or ideas and stuff like that, right? I feel like I get get a lot of that when I do things like that. I miss, I just miss being able to do that, right? Like having the choice. Yeah. I also miss having the choice to say no. Like I miss having the choice of people inviting me out to stuff and being like, no, I can't. Because right now there's no choice because just nobody is doing it. Your your excuse making is like it needs some practice. No, for sure. It's going to be a little rusty. Um, it's like, no, you don't have a dog. It's like, what do you, what do you mean your dog ate your homework? Um, no, no, it's going to be, it's going to be wild. But I think, you know, I also miss just having like, like a mediocre hangout. Like, I, oh, I feel yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like we all think like, oh my God, it's going to be fucking epic. 
the first time we go out and that's what i've been talking about with my homies it doesn't too, have right? to be epic. yeah yeah it's like oh man that first night out it's gonna be epic no i want to be just out at like 11 in the evening somewhere with a bunch of people and just want to go home but i just want to know that i have that choice you know yeah i had that i had that recently and yeah i went home and i was like that was that was all right <laughs> yeah but but i miss that though you know I, I miss even just those like hangs the non-memorable hangs at at the very least just having a face-to-face conversation with another human being is really healthy yeah and it's wild to think about like i've obviously interacted with other people like in person during the pandemic and yeah. things of that nature but it's like yeah you're right like i've barely seen it any of them like with their mask off right like yeah. it's been a lot of like oh outdoors or like social distance or like masks on and it's like wow like i think about think about like we have like a new concierge crew like in, in our lobby like downstairs and you've never seen their face before i've never seen their faces and they've never seen mine that's so wild yeah. but they're like they see, oh they, that's they see that, all that's the like, guy, that's with, guy. The, with the teton gravity research hoodie and the yeah, speed yeah, 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 yeah. snapback <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Why is this guy always ordering from Essence and then returning it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay, so my, my philosophy on online shopping in the past was like, you buy it and then you live with it. But like, during the pandemic... I hate returning stuff. Yeah, I, I, hate I, don't, I don't like to return and I know how it is on a small business. Like, it's like hard to, mm-hmm. you know, keep track of inventory and it's just a, it's just a painstaking toll on resources so i'm like i don't want to do that to that small business i'd rather just like have this slightly too large shirt yeah yeah uh, Sh- shirts shirts are fine because it's like i feel like especially for guys we can work around it yeah like like oh if you wear a hoodie like slightly oversized a uh, tee slightly oversized you can work fine. around that but, but pants because, is a problem pants is always a problem pants is yeah. really hard but yeah during the pandemic i've been more open to okay well let me buy that style and this size and this style and that size and then i'll be able to figure out like yeah what my actual size is in this brand and i'm definitely returning at least one of these pairs before i order again you know yeah no and, that's smart you know no, no lie like i've i've gotten to know my own measurements very well during during the <laughs> pandemic i feel like before i wasn't like like you know how they always got the size charts and stuff especially for the pants yeah and and like i've never been so like focused on just trying to get the sizes right so you're out there like, with the tape measure doing your waist and- bro i bought oh yeah i bought a tape measure all of that you know monitoring my waist size you know so it doesn't fluctuate too much no but like yeah like i bought a pair of these like engineer garments trousers flexed like, man a couple months ago yo come on deep sale deep sale on <laughs> essence but like i was so shook because especially with 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 the pants and especially i don't know if you know with eg like the pants are like they vary from like season. Oh, we're even. calling like them this... EG now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. that's what the young kids are doing. Um, okay. It's trying to stay relevant right now. No, but like I was so shook that they weren't gonna fit. Like I was debating between a medium and a large, and like I got a medium, and they fit perfect. And you're like, so, that's a that's a vic- that's a trophy worthy victory right there, bro. You don't understand. Like, like I was so fit, happy bro. that day. I mean, yeah. worst case, I would have just returned them. But I think I'm kind of like you in that I just hate returning stuff. Yeah, for I sure. I process. feel bad. I feel bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The gratification's not there because you like don't have new pants suddenly. You yeah. have to send them back. Yeah. The the, I, the online copying has definitely slowed down though. I feel like that was a huge symptom of the pandemic at the start, mm-hmm. where I was like, oh shit, there's nothing else to do. We yeah. can't travel. We can't go out and have these great meals. Like, I need to do something. I need to spend money. I need to buy stuff. Yeah, I need that, the dopamine. I feel like that went away. I feel like that went away like this year. I've been, I guess, more choosy about what I spend money on last few months, I guess. Yeah. I would say. But I did pick up some new kicks yesterday. Oh, shoot. All right. Um, Let me know. They are the, what are they called? Nike Zoom X Invincible Run Flyknit. I'll hold them up. You have them? Kind oh of, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're kind of, they're like I guess a really soft Zoom X sole runner. Yeah. It's not like I run, but they're very comfortable. I would say looks this like, is like looks like an ACG shoe. Yeah, this is all black colorway, so it looks a little bit more muted. I couldn't find yeah. any cool colorway, so I just went with black. I'm like, that's kind of a dad look, everyday kind of thing. Uh, which is fine, but I think this is the competitor to boost now. 
I think this oh, is Oh, this like, is like the this is like the tech that they're like pushing. Yeah, this is the $180 price point um kind of competitor to boost. But uh yeah, I I actually went and copped them in person at the Nike store. Oh shit. And that was a horrible experience because the mall is still like COVID rules. Um but like it almost makes it like not worthwhile. I should have just bought them online. Like you have to wait in a line to go into this the mall. You have to wait in line to go into the Nike store. Oh, it's like limited capacity type thing. Yeah. And then like there's only one person going to the back to pull stuff. And so it just takes forever for stuff to come yeah. out. And it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth yeah. the time. And at the same time they were dropping the UNLV dunk low. And so there were other people in the in line, like trying i don't know jockeying for position and then the yeah, it's, so it's store a em, store employees are on high alert because they're trying to like get everyone their dunks and meanwhile i'm just like i want my dumb dad running shoe like can you just <laughs> go in the back and get it please so it was it was a lot longer of an errand than i had hoped for so yeah just keep thinking about these different things malls yeah i don't think i'll be going stadiums. back to the mall for a little bit that was crazy. Like the stadiums are more lax than the mall right now. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So have you? I mean, it's good that we're talking about sneakers, but like, do you have any recent pickups? To be honest, no. I've been off the shoes for a bit. I really wanted the uh, Amemanier uh, Jordans, but yeah. I didn't try for them. So I guess I didn't want them that bad. Wow. Just realized <laughs> that on air. No, like I didn't enter no raffles or anything. It was just one of those things where like I'm like, wow, these shoes are really nice. But I really don't want to try for them because a lot of they seem are, impossible. A lot of folks are calling that sneaker of the year. Yeah, I feel like I feel like at this point, sneaker of the year is always just like part of what the hype cycle is. You know what I mean? It's hard yeah. to separate a little bit sometimes because like every sneaker of the year is always a collab. Yeah. Or something that's like unattainable. I like I mean, the I shoe. Guess- I guess it's the parameters you put around like what you want to call a sneaker of the year because like really the sneaker of the year or the silhouette would probably just be a dunk yeah at this point because no that's, that's fair that's kind of everything they're moving is dunks these days i feel like there hasn't been it hasn't been like a crazy exciting year for sneakers Mm-mm. yeah like, I'm still what, like what, what can you really point to right now right neutral gray one yeah 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 that's Which probably is... the last pair that i picked up now yeah. that I think about it. Have you worn it yet? Yeah, I wore it out a couple times. How do yeah. you feel? I haven't worn mine yet. They're in the closet. Yeah. I look at them every day. They look really stiff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're they're like Jordan 1s are. You know, you wear them to flex. And, you know, you walk more than 30 minutes and your feet hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get the orthotic for it. That's all I'm, yeah, no, that's all I'm saying, though. You know, obviously, the huge Jordan 1 craze recently, like the last couple of years. But for for especially living in a pandemic and like i feel like we're trying to be more like practical and comfortable <laughs> i oh, just for sure like when i go out like even if i'm going out just for like a two-hour walk or whatever like i'm not trying to put on a pair of jays <laughs> no way dude no i've way. been in these like birkenstock slides okay for like a bit yeah. I, I think i want to get some i was i was debating like should i get some burks or should i get some crocs yeah i have crocs too but not the I have Crocs, but like slides. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not like the kind of... Not the actual, the like, yeah. It, it just looks funny. They look goofy, but, the, you know, for around the house, though. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. What do you think about Crocs being suddenly kind of cool? Yeah, it's kind of weird, man. It's it's wild, too, because, like, they did the sneaker model. They did collabs. They yeah. did all these collabs, right? They got Justin Bieber... Um, I'm trying to think. They had all these other celebrities. And you see Crocs on StockX now. Yeah. Like, being resold. Um, well, they did, the, they did the Chinatown Market. They did the... Uh, oh, yeah. Formerly yeah. Chinatown Market. Didn't, didn't, yeah. the, didn't the homie have to rebrand? Let's talk about that. He, he felt pressured by the Asian community to finally uh, acknowledge the name. Like, you know, it's, yeah, that's what happened. But it's wild to me. This was after, um, I think, the shooting in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, at the massage parlor and obviously there was this huge spike in the Asian hate crimes and this became a huge topic of conversation nationally but 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I've had a problem with that name since I found out the guy who ran it wasn't Asian. Yeah, I've always felt really weird about it. And it was cool, like, um, John B. Kim from uh, Sneaker News, he, he wrote some really, like, poignant words about the, the name of the brand Chinatown Market, which I think may have spearheaded a lot of the uh, kind of social media pressure for um, the brand to want finally acknowledge it and say hey we're gonna rename the brand um but like shouts to john for doing that because everything he said were feelings that i had always had um about the name of the brand i'm like yo this is so weird to me it's so weird and then also like i felt weird wearing anything that also said chinatown market on it because i'm like mm-hmm. that, i don't know it's just not, it never sit right with me i think i think if it was you know, obviously uh, an Asian owned brand. And if it was something where they actually took the Chinatown market like theme and kind of paid it back in a way, like through their designs or like acknowledged kind of Asian culture or Asian heritage things through their clothing. Yeah. Then even if it was him, you know, even if it was the guy who actually owns it, even if he did that, I mean, I'd still be uncomfortable with the name, but at least I, I understand kind of the attempt. Yeah. Uh, but it was of, clearly not that deep and nothing that ever it wasn't that was deep. deep you know yeah. he just put chinatown market with a smiley face and that was the logo whole slaps everything's logo yeah. slaps with that brand yeah yeah the loud logos man it reminds me a lot of like um like prime like karma loop days you know mm. karma loop.com when it was all the streetwear brands lrg it was just like hoodie yeah LRG. <laughs> man i used to own so much LRG. It was wild Damn. What were the other brands? Something Root? I can't remember. Allergy was a big one. Um, Mark Echo. Crooks and Castles. Oh my god. Dude, I got an IG ad for that brand the other day. Like, oh really? I, I, I was like, <laughs> I cannot believe this brand is still around. And like they have the budget to advertise to me. Like someone Yeah, they must have like changed. They must have changed owners and now it's trying to be like a mall brand or something. This stuff is still like gigantic, loud, like purple t-shirt, like stuff mm. crossed up, giant C's, like crazy. Listen, products. I love a good like vintage, like 90s all over print. Like I, I think loud prints can be done. Um, like Zubaz pants too. Like, I, you know, I, I think there's ways to do that. But yeah, like just slapping a logo, I feel like isn't, it's just not the wave. It's pretty lazy. So yeah. No- like- no, nobody Listen. sent you any um, cool influencer packs lately. No, no. Nothing you want to shout out? No, it's been quiet, man. It's, it's, you it's, must have fallen off the list. Yeah, the last thing I got was like a Raptors weighted hoodie. Yeah. What is a Which weighted is like hoodie? Twenty pounds. It's like a weighted blanket, but it's a hoodie. Why would you want to <laughs> wear that? <laughs> I, don't I don't understand. <laughs> you know what? What we need to be doing is we need to be on the other side of this. Like we need to be consulted on like seating strategy because I know you agree with me. Like the way brands seed stuff, number one, the way they do it. Number two, the, the, the actual product that they seed you. And number three, like the actual seating list. It's like the laziest thing. It's, it's the laziest thing in marketing. Who has followers? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it's just and that's really it. That. Yeah, yeah, like, like, there's got to be a better way to do this. Yeah, I, we've talked about this. You know, it, it's interesting because I, I, I did a consulting project recently for a brand, and I was talking to them about like these are some influencers to activate or to work with, and these are the kinds of like products you might want to seed them. And they came back and asking stuff like what do you mean or are you sure and i really had to dumb it down like it's like over explain how the whole thing works because they had really never seen the mechanism happen before so um that was (laughs) that was like i thought we were talking the same language here kind of thing but but really not so i guess all i'm saying is that people in the positions of seating or people that have power in influencer marketing like a lot of them have never done it before or they're 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 in that job and they've inherited that role and it's a just a side piece of like what their day-to-day job is so like they don't know what you're talking about 
it's like like you said it's just like a paint by numbers thing right yeah. like like we're just gonna pick all these people and i think that i think it's just gonna take a, a huge brand and maybe it's gonna be like a startup brand and not like a nike or adidas to actually have a new strategy yeah and you know it's kind of like it's kind of like sports too it's like a copycat league right like like when what if one brand finds a way to do it differently and blows up off it then everyone then will do it you're gonna see everyone it's it's like tie-dye bro this brand, this brand, you do tie dye right, and everybody's doing tie dye now. Yeah, you're right. This brand probably like looked at your social media, saw you had a lot of followers, and then saw that you were a Raptors fan, and then saw that's that it. you also wear hoodies. And they're like, <laughs> Yo, that's it. I don't think they even went that far. <laughs> Two of three the, was enough. Two of three of them. Actually, the funniest. I don't know if I've told you this. The funniest was when, you know, when the Nike seating packs were were flowing consistently. They sent me, they once sent me the, the Air Max ones, the OG ones, the, the, what is, I'm trying to think of the color. Is it called Royal Blue or Anniversary Blue? Yeah. Like the blue pair, like the blue pair, the OG blue pair. Which oh, was, you told me this story last time you were on this podcast. I did, right? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always laugh at it because that was the last post on like my IG story. Like I had just copped myself a pair. But they like, sold, They sent it to you anyway. It's like clearly nobody even, looked at it. Yeah. Nobody bothered to check. So, you so I flipped it to some kid for retail. Yeah. Did you feel bad about flipping it? No, it was like no because I see a lot of sneaker influencers flipping on the low. Really, I feel yeah. like you'd get, get in trouble for doing that, right? Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe they just don't care. Like there's just enough clout. Um, no, nah, but it'll be interesting. I love to love to. Um, Love to develop a sneaker podcast with you, bro. Oh, yeah, same. Yeah, same. I feel like. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to workshop that idea at the moment, or no? No, but we can let people know. Like we're okay. We're we working. are developing. We're working. It's in development. We're developing a sneaker podcast, and we're pitching it to some folks that may or may not be within our current sneaker universe. Yeah, yeah. So no, I, I think. I do think like the way we talked about it too of doing a show is that so much so much of like sneaker I don't even would you even call it like journalism like sneaker reporting sneaker podcast sneaker yeah. discussions well the people like, that have control of this the sneaker narrative yeah big narrative they work hand in hand with the brands yeah so nobody is actually speaking their minds yeah, nobody's and, like this. This shoe's not cool. Yeah, or, and then I feel like when one of those people, uh, when one of these prominent voices says literally anything, like "Oh, Yeezys are dead," then it gets played up as "Oh my God, this person is so outspoken," and that's just lowering the bar. I feel like. Yeah. In terms of having a real conversation. Yeah, and I I guess the what we can bring to it is like we just have opinions and we don't have relationships with the brands at least not on the level that maybe some of the bigger networks do so we feel free to kind of give it a true give truth to our opinions yeah and, and i feel like the good thing is too like neither of us are like that connected like to the space yeah the where like i feel like it's good that we have a bit of an outsider's perspective yeah but we've worked closely with the sneaker industry or in and around it long enough to know how it works so that, yeah like the mix of that and obviously like sneaker culture you know crosses over into like sports design those are like two big passions everything we you know like amongst to talk the two about. of us yeah so like anyways you know i got listening we might have a show soon we might yeah I, what i gotta say is that uh our mutual friend russ bankson um he has been kind of a North Star for me as far as like being outspoken or not caring about whether or not it's going to sever a relationship with Jordan Brand for saying whatever I feel, whatever my opinion is. And he's very open with his opinions on everything. And we need more more folks like that. No, for sure. Because I feel like brands at the end of the day, too, should appreciate that honesty. Mm -hmm. Like what how are you gonna make your products and your marketing strategies and your business strategies better if it's just constantly the same feedback yeah. without any truths exactly i mean that's how you get end up with um, a, another 50 virgil silhouettes <laughs>
and, and or, have or another or another Travis Scott with a reverse swoosh. Or yeah, uh, or a three-way collab. I think we've got a few. Oh, yeah, those collabs. We have, a, go. we have a bunch of three-way collabs coming up. Um, What's going on? The Fragment Travis Scotts? Fragment Travis Scott or Jordan. Um, and then we have a Sakai Clot. Uh, oh, my Nike God. The Clot. Oh, the, the Clot. When I sent you that photo, that was the official uh, death of that, of that silhouette. I feel like the ones we have are still worth, uh, like... They they still carry some cultural relevance. Oh yeah, the ones we have. He's he's digging for them, I guess. Like these. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the prime the primary color one, the red, blue, yellow, and the. No, but that that's the thing though. It's like I don't know. Like, would you even want to wear a three way collab like that? I feel like it's just a little goofy. It's super goofy. It doesn't like it takes the original thought. And then bastardizes it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I feel like if you want to talk about like the like the Amemanir threes, like I feel like they did a good job because that's a good shoe. And I don't, I don't particularly actually care about the collab aspect of it. It's just more the shoe is nice. It's good looking, subtle quality yeah. materials, but also it doesn't jump off the shelf at you too. You know, it's like yep. an understated. Yeah. It's. In the ways that a neutral gray one is understated. Three-way collab is like Chinatown Market vibes, man. Just like slapping logos and slapping collaborators on it. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah, because yeah, it's All like... All we want. What did Claude even do to the new one? It's just... They, they just <laughs> did the... They just like took... The, it's their own color palette, right? Like that's yeah, the they Air Max one color palette. <laughs> Sakai Vapor Waffle and then put Clot colors on it. That's the same thing with the Travis Scott Fragment one. It's like the backward swoosh air jordan one that travis scott did but then they just made it like blue and black and white which is which are like what fragment does i guess yeah i wonder if we're moving away from collab soon like, like i feel like there's some collab fatigue coming man nobody asked for this why did you nobody asked for it but but people will still buy them is the problem yeah that's the problem with the sneaker market these days now it's like it, it actually doesn't matter just the um, numbers are the only thing that matters it doesn't matter if the shoe looks good. It doesn't matter if the shoe is actually something that the public wants. Yeah. It'll be traded for four figures on, on StockX. So what does anything else matter to these brands? And it's people who can't get and people who it. can't but people who can't get the three way collab is gonna go to Foot Locker and buy a pair of Jordan One mitts. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, 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 it's yeah. a trickle down right. effect, right? You're right, you're right. Yeah. I gotta say, my buddy, I saw, uh, I was at a, at, a, at a hangout with some buddies the other night, and one of them, who's not really into sneakers, but anytime we hang out, he like tries to wear some nice shoes to like kind of impress me or whatever, uh, which is fun, but, uh, and, and I don't judge him for it. I'm actually very encouraging of his sneaker wearing habits, but he showed up in some Jordan mids, Jordan 1 mids, <laughs> but they looked good on him. Yeah, uh, you know, and I was like, "Yo, they were just like navy and white." Yeah, and they, you know, worked with his jeans and everything he had on. And he was like, "He would, he didn't even call it out." I I was like, "Yo, the good those shoes look good on you." And he was like, "Oh, thanks, man." You know, like people can have mids. You, it's fine. Wow, you're changing your mind. I feel like we were roasting this hard last time. I'm kind of with you though. I, I feel like. Maybe it's because, you know, you're all happy coming out of the pandemic, you know, in this real world. You so just I've want accepted mids. No, you just want people, you just want people to, to enjoy what they have. No, like, who I mean, are you to judge someone if they love their mids and they, and they make it look good? Don't pull up to me with some mids and, like, try to call attention to them. Right. right. Like, but if don't, that's don't just part of, if, if, that's, if that's how you want to dabble in sneakers and if that's the fit. Yeah, you want to pull off, and you're doing it. Do it. I'm not. I'm not. I know you wouldn't. Like you wouldn't. I would never. You would not. Yeah. You would not be caught dead with a yeah. pair of mids. No, bro. No mids in this closet <laughs> over here. Yeah. Uh, but but I support other people <laughs> wearing mids. That's my take. <laughs> no, I, I I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, I feel like I feel like we're roasting like mids and lows so much to the point where it's just become like kind of a meme now. Dude, Jordan Five Low is so fire though. Yeah, they did the golf versions too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got a few of them in rotation right now. They're, it's a good shoot, but it's another conversation. Um, but yeah, I think 
people people are allowed to just like ex- dab, dabble into sneaker culture as deep or as as shallow as they want. I don't want to judge yeah. them for that. I don't want to make people feel like not included in something. It's also hypocritical to like complain how like all the all the kids and the hype beasts dress all the same and then criticize people when they try to switch up. That's right. And find something out outside but, of the comfort zone. But I would like to see more people in like trainer ones or uh, yeah. just like different silhouettes. Like I I think reached a new low for me the other day. You have sneakers app, right? You look at it sometimes. I always try to prime it so that I can like win a draw and it never works. But um, they have like that comic, Mary Soul, and she's like, it's just a comic strip about this uh, young girl and she likes sneakers and she meets a friend or whatever and they're buying a dress for prom. I don't even know the story. Like it, it's a really loose story. But there's like this one part in the recent uh, 10 frame story where it's her and her brother and her friend and they're all hanging out and they're all wearing Jordan ones like pine green ones, court purple <laughs> ones. And I'm like, yo, there's more sneakers out. Like, why are... <laughs> That's a new low. It's like, the, even they drew the comic and they were all wearing Jordan 1s. We really don't... It's, it's funny because, like, we really don't need to promote Jordan 1s at all. Yeah, promote like, something else. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're completely right. Um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of sad to see. I know we both liked the Space Hippies last year. And, and I saw they, they put out some new colorways lately that I really liked as well. I'm sad to see that didn't really take off in a way. Yeah, Nike store that I was at yesterday had a lot of space hippies like mm-hmm. gear, like the clothes and like. Oh, I don't a, think I've seen those. Yeah. yeah, it was like a bunch. I guess they're calling it crater, right? Crater, whatever right. that material is, the recycled material. So they had like crater hoodies and crater other clothes, and then um, they had the cosmic unity shoe, which I know is like in the space hippie family or whatever yeah but but that one looks a little funny to me i need to see it like in person i think it looks cool but like it's highly devalued amongst sneakerheads. like i don't think anyone's really wearing it as a fashion shoe which is too bad i need to break out i need to break out the space hippies for for the summer i still haven't worn them since grabbing them last year i'm like i'm gonna wait till the world's normal again but i'm done waiting bro you're gonna be you're gonna have like uh like 10 different pairs to to rotate every day, like ten pairs to undies. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm row. saying. Even clothes too, man. The first day, like when I start going out, I'm gonna have to change into six outfits a day just just to get all my clothes in. <laughs> yo, Alex, did you change like from? Last <laughs> yeah, it's hour? like yo, it's like yo, hold up, guys, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Show up in a completely new fit. I love it. <laughs> I love it. No, like I think, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying too. Like none of us. No one has an excuse for not getting good fits off. Like you've had a year and a half to think about it. To to not only think about it, but probably for a lot of us, just like accumulate a lot of new things. Yeah. And think about those things. And man, I just yeah, not not even just hanging out. I can't wait to just like travel again. Have you thought about like traveling? Yeah, again? I bought tickets to go see Dead and Company in Chicago. On, nice. In September, I, I nice. Wrigley Field. I'm like that. Wow. Sound, that sounds like Damn. really aspirational, um, and it's fifty-fifty if I'll even make the trip. I th- but I th- I'm leaning towards wanting to go. I mean, because oh, that'd I don't, be nice. If I don't go, I can flip the tickets. But I'm like, it'd be pretty cool to see a concert at Wrigley Field. Let me. Yeah, do that. I think just all these firsts, like having these firsts again, right? Yeah. First baseball game. First, yeah. I'm assuming you going to a Hawks playoff game. Yep, I'm scheming yeah. on. Uh, like where we want to sit um, nice me and my buddy quinn and uh you know farbod maybe yeah. i think so i yeah. well he was you've one of heard my favorites him. on the pod you've yeah. heard him on this podcast. he was he was a super excitable man <laughs> yeah he's good. great energy love yeah. that 10 10 out of 10 <laughs> 10 um, out of 10. So, yeah, we're scheming on that. Um, I did want to ask you a couple more questions before we end. I know we're running a little long. Um, how's the book going? Um, and then the other question was, uh, how much did you enjoy watching the Clippers lose the other day? Oh yeah, so so the book is the book is going well. I actually was on the phone with my editor um, just before hopping on this with you, and you know, so I handed in my manuscript 
last month. Um, you know, I've been working on this obviously for for a year. Pretty much took up my whole pandemic. Great distraction. Um, but yeah, you know, we're just going through kind of layouts and designs and edits. So they've got a whole team of copy editors and fact checkers going through that stuff. Um, so um, kind of a weird period right now because the book is scheduled to be released in October. Yeah. So I'm keeping a little quiet and I'm really going to start ramping things up um, from a promo standpoint and making it really public, uh, probably starting late summer, I would mm -hmm. say maybe August, September. You know, I've obviously got plans, you know, to, to, to talk with you and a lot of different creators about just creating merch, you know, creating art prints and things like that tied to the project, yeah, which I think be really will be fun. super cool. Um, yeah, and I guess for anyone listening, um, you know, there's no official links to, to pre-order and things like that right now, but it's a book about um, 90s basketball magazine covers. Basically, uh, it's a it's kind of a romp through like 90s uh, NBA, uh, 90s basketball, but also through the lens of just magazine culture, through Sports Illustrated, through Slam Magazine, through the source. Um, some there's some Rolling Stone in there. You know, there's nice. there's a lot of fun stories that get kind of tied in. So, anyways, I'm sure we'll chat. We'll, yeah, we'll chat on this podcast again then. But yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited and some about Atlanta that. stories in there too. Yeah, there's a whole chapter great. on on the summer of women, the '96 Olympics, cool. which which I want us to create some merch on. Um, and yeah, the Clippers. I mean, I'm t I'm just saying, man. Like if if Luka Doncic is the best player in that series. The, the Clippers are going to lose. Like, the Clippers are fragile as hell. Like, we knew this, especially coming off last year. And, you know, like, 80% of me is obviously a pure bias hater. Why, why are they so I, hateable? Like, so easily hateable? Well, the thing is, like, number one, like, they just, they just don't have a brand, right? Like, what is the Clippers brand? It's well from a visual it's, standpoint, it's very bad. It's probably yeah, visual worse. standpoint, and also from just like a franchise history standpoint. Like you think about what Donald Sterling, you know, <laughs> you think about obviously they had some good years with Lob City, yeah. Um, and now you know when when they got Kawhi and Paul George, they did a whole campaign. Uh, you know, it was like a hit on the Lakers because they were like, oh, we're this grimy team, like. You know, the Lakers are full of stars. They had these banners that said street lights over spotlights. Yeah. Like, it's and it's like, it's... yo, but there's no, there's no Clippers fans. Like, if you go around the league, like, even the terrible teams like Orlando or like Charlotte, I'm sure they have these like, like vibrant local fan bases. Oh, yeah. I know, like, I know people that are Hornets fans. I know people that are Magic fans. Yeah. yeah. Or think about like, even if I use the Atlanta Hawks as, a, as an example, I know there's like a huge obviously a huge hawks fan base like if i was roasting and slandering the hawks you would be in my mentions in a minute whereas yeah. i've been i've been going on for two years just straight up roasting the clippers and nobody ever um, says for anything. no reason and like i mean i've had to mute two people That's um it. no but there's no you know like if i was roasting the knicks or the lakers like i'd be i'd be doxxed like i'd be offline already you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, I hear, that. I hear that. But there's no there's no real fan base there. I remember last time I was in LA a few years ago, I was talking to a cab driver who like grew up um, in LA and a huge sports fan. He's just like, yo, the Clippers are like the ninth most important team there. And he started <laughs> naming off these like soccer teams that I've never yeah, heard of. LA Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, yo, he's like, nobody gives a fuck about the Clippers. And I don't know. It's just funny, man. It's just funny. Obviously, the personal reasons is like, obviously, I'm here in Toronto. You know, Kawhi Leonard won a championship there, and here, and then left. Yeah. And listen, I don't blame him, but, you know, he wanted to go home. But for pure basketball reasons, he gave up on a championship window. And you look at the team that they have right now, they're playing your former Atlanta Hawk, you know, Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Playoff Rondo. They got Nick Batum. I feel like we there, won like, that trade with. Uh, you, you won that trade. But like that. Their supporting cast is trash. Like, they haven't yeah. built a good team around them. They gave up all the draft picks. And they talk so much for a team that, like, hasn't won. Like, remember last year in the bubble, they were, like, chirping at Dame. Yeah. Like, before the playoffs. And then they were going at Luka. And then, obviously, and then you go up 3-1 and you blow it. And you hit so, the side of the backboard. Yeah, see, I think it's what, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. See, it's one of those things. And then Paul George comes out and says, we actually, it wasn't a do-or-die season for us. Okay, Paul. Like it, why is he? Why is he just not likable? 
I, it's I just because like he, he contradicts himself. He contradicts himself all the time. He's corny, think, man. No, it's the thing. Is like, I think you want players to be like authentic. That's why, yeah. like, that's why Kawhi is actually like unhateable. I mean, Spurs fans hate him because he forced his way out. Uh, Raptors fans is complicated because it's like, what are you gonna hate him for? He, he brought a championship here. Yeah. Um, but like, how? What, what would you hate Kawhi about? This man never says anything. He's he just doesn't so want to do it, right? He's robotic yeah. personality. But whereas you got Paul George out here, um, yeah. just like uh, always contradicting himself. Plus, the sneakers aren't hot, you know. Oh, the sneakers uh, are fire. Paul George's Paul Paul George's <laughs> colorway concepts are some of the worst. Yeah. You're uh, not messing with the PlayStation Fives. No, no man, no man. I can't. I'm not not a gamer like that. Not a gamer like that. Also, if you're gonna pay 200 bucks for a pair of PG PS Fives, why don't you just buy a PS Five? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know probably, probably holds its value a little bit more. It's actually. like when Dame Lillard did a collab with McDonald's. I'm like, I'd rather just spend my money on McDonald's. On McDonald's. Oh yeah. man. Like, what's so, the point? I saw a picture of Kawhi's new shoe, or it's like at least a new colorway of it. What do you rate Kawhi's silhouette out of zero to ten? Man, objectively, like, like, does it look cool? I give it like a four. (laughs) That's bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I give it like a four. I just feel like the basketball sneakers, especially amongst like the New Balance family of sneakers of just shoes, like. It ain't it, man. Yeah. Right? Like like New Balance, I New Balance is crushing the lifestyle stuff. Yeah, they and got that that ALD collab is pretty dope. That's what I'm saying. I was gonna say we were talking about like collab fatigue. I feel like New Balance has done a really good job with collabs. But it's not like they're dropping on two new collabs a week. Yeah. So I think they've been And really and the collabs are based on just the design of the shoe. Like it's a good shoe, good colorways, like good silhouettes. Yeah. It's not like these three-way collabs where it's like, yo, let's reverse the logo, you know? Yeah. Like, they're uh. just doing it right. But, but yeah, I know. The basketball, the basketball shoe's not doing it for me, man. Yeah. Like, basketball shoes in general, man. What basketball shoes are you really messing with? Basketball shoes used to be the thing to wear. Jordans. Yeah. And it totally fell off. Yeah. Reebok pumps. Yeah. I know. This, there's a... I'm kind of gravitating more towards like a lot of staples these days like i i want to go buy a pair of stan smiths yo i've been rocking the adidas sambas for a bit here yeah those are just yeah. good looking shoes right they're yeah. like game day shoes too like you don't really i think that's fun. what we're going back to man just just the staples like at the end of the day like Ex- what's easier except to jeff rock? staple I'll tell you off air. Um, no, but like, um, uh, yeah, he said that, not me. Uh, no, but um, no, no. I mean, I, I haven't been enthused with a few of Jeff Staples' recent collaborations. That's all. I'm he's saying. been doing NFTs and stuff too, right? Probably. Probably. Yeah, I saw I'm he's doing surprised. like a digital digital okay. sneaker. Tell me if it's um, a pigeon. It's gonna be a pigeon. Nobody's milked the one story. Jeff always talks about that, right? Yeah, <laughs> like the, the time his store got shut down. Oh yeah, that one. The, the pigeon dunk really. It's the one story, man. It's he's been living off that. For sure. I respect sure. it. Um no, but the basketball shoes. Yeah, no, I think we're just going back to staples, man, cuz at the end of the day, it's like, do you want to wear a six-way collab, you know, a clot fragment Travis Scott Drake uh Air Max 1 or do you just want to wear a pair of white Air Force 1s? Dude, you, know? you can't get white Air Force 1s here right now. Seriously? Shortage? Shortage, bro. Big oh, time. Shoot. Like, I was in the store yesterday. <laughs> this dude walks up. He picks up the one Air Force One on the shelf. And he goes over to the guy. He's like, hey, you got like an 11. The triple white, white Air Force One. And the guy goes, nah, man, we got one pair of sixes left. That's it. Holy. <laughs> and then that's also like my friend Quinn, um, who you know, he he tweeted the other day. He was like, "Everybody's freaking out about like not being able to get Jordans or whatever." But like the hardest to get shoe is the triple white Air Force One. He's like, you know, it's funny because I saw this meme going around, this sneaker meme. Someone posted a screenshot of the of the Nike page, and the black Air Force Ones were sold out. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, what, I think I sent it to you. And someone was like, "Oh, that's how you know this summer is about to be crazy." <laughs> 
because the black when the all black forces are sold out you know you know you know you know it's about to be some Cause, shit because the black air force ones have like just like sinister uh <laughs> sinister yeah. connotations yeah no oh, you got <laughs> you got to be up to some shit if if you're going out of your way to cop the all black af ones <laughs> <laughs> have you ever owned a pair no i haven't no, me neither um i think i got seated a, a pair of black like air force ones like gore-tex mm. but I but still it's hard to hard to wear the all black sneaker you know what i've been thinking about this too like i just don't mess with black sneakers man i don't know what it is it's probably just the way i dress i guess racist or just <laughs> come on man <laughs> I, I, I think we've established through all our conversations that we're not, we're not pro racist. white. Yeah. No, 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 not even that we're no racist. We're not pro white. Um no, but like um yeah, I don't know what it is, man. Black sneakers is just hard for me to cuz like I don't I, I don't like doing the all black outfits. I can do I can do black sneaker, but I love like a contrasting midsole or something, yep. you know. Like yep. I don't I just don't want it to be all one color. That's it. Yeah, no, that's fair. This is just this is just for the the seating people, you know. Come on, get get me on the white sneaker list, not the black. Yo, Adidas, I need the Stan Smiths, but like the all white with the red tab, not the green, so I can oh, wear. Oh, sure, you're going so with I can the red tab. It. Yeah, because I want to wear it to Atlanta United. Oh yeah, that's fair. Otherwise, you got to do your Kith Coca Cola. Yeah, I could like just go buy these things for sixty dollars, but I just want Adidas to send them for free. Yeah, it's just knowing that they value you, you know? Yeah. Come on. It's... Y'all see me. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, they're Stan Smiths, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know they're going like... to crease, like, first step. <laughs> they use the worst no, leather. No, also, like, they're, they're at the warehouse. Like, you know they're available. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like you're asking for those Pharrell N- NMDs with Chinese characters on them. <laughs> but I am asking for those, too. <laughs> yeah, the goofy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. No, of course, man. Uh, good. Best of luck to the Hawks, man. Hawks, Hawks in seven, all right? Unfortunately, I want to see seven games. Man, I want, I want Hawks in five or six. I don't know. Either way, ESPN, everyone picked Knicks. Oh, shoot. That really right. bums me out. But, all right, Go man. Hawks. Go Hawks.